Hey guys, my name is Nora Franch and welcome to the podcast, Grateful Blessed Mess, daily reflections for those in the 12 steps. I am a fellow 12-stepper and certified mindset coach, and I am here to introduce you to the value of mindset coaching in your 12-step journey. So if you feel like you are stuck in the steps, if you're slipping and sliding with your abstinence, mindset coaching may help you as it did me, and you can find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. These episodes are meant to invite you in to consider the truths of 12-step wisdom and to join in the very real struggle of living them in action. I hope that it feels almost like a mini meeting, and I invite you to contribute your own share on the Grateful Blessedness Facebook group to keep the discussion going. My comments are based on my own experience, so feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. But my hope is to encourage you on your own daily 12-step journey. As they say, you cannot stay clean on yesterday's shower. So without further ado, let's begin. We are reading from Voices of Recovery, page 22. It's the reading for January 2nd. By trying to control others through manipulation and direct force, we had hurt loved ones. When we tried to control ourselves, we wound up demoralized. Even when we succeeded, it wasn't enough to make us happy. That is from the OA 12 and 12, page 5. When eating compulsively, I focused on other people's problems. It took the focus off me and created a false sense of power. People couldn't manage their lives without me. Fixing others became a false sense of security, which, as the huge amount of food seemed to blur all my fears, oh, much as the huge amount of food seemed to blur all my fears. I believe that this power made people admire, respect, and appreciate me. However, I did not admire, respect, or appreciate myself. The insanity was in trying to play God for everyone else, then bowing to the God of compulsive overeating when I was alone. Today, neither food nor control keeps the fears away. For today, I choose not to do for others what they can do for themselves. I seek God's will, make sure my affairs are in order, and turn the outcome of my life and others' lives over to my higher power. Boom. Okay, so how we... Like a good should, how we should be leading our lives is is that last section there. I choose not to do for others what they can do for themselves. I seek God's will, make sure my affairs are in order, turn the outcome of my life and others' lives over to my higher power. I don't relate as much to trying to fix other people's problems so much when I was in my disease. I don't think I was thinking about other people at all. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a power trip on how helpful I could be necessarily. Now, granted, maybe I'm totally wrong and I'm just, you know, I was so, so into myself that I couldn't even see how, <laughs> couldn't even see it. I'm leaving that open to possibility. But I think a lot of what I did was simply isolate and just try to, to not cause too many waves and to be under the radar and, you know, all but disappear. And so what I do see this coming out in now is after I put down the food and I started to learn how to have a voice in my life, then all of a sudden when people still didn't listen to my voice or do what I asked or what I requested, like if I put a request out there in like all integrity and they still were like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. 
Then I was like, I, then I started trying to manipulate <laughs> and change them, either drawing a boundary that was like punishing or um, trying to control people in a very strategic way by like, well, if you do that, then I won't be available. I don't know. But just like, instead of just drawing a boundary for myself as like a loving thing to keep me on my side of the street, I was like using a boundary as a way to manipulate someone else's behavior. And now this sounds horrible to say, but we all do it. We all do it. So for example, um, I heard something, maybe it was today, where someone said that they they drew this boundary because their husband uh, wasn't telling them when they were when he would be home from work, and they'd been married for years. And she finally got to a point where you know, it was just pissing her off so much that she started to make sure she wasn't home whenever it was that he decided to come home. And the the thought being there, well, if you're not going to tell me, you know, when you're going to be home, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be home. So you can probably hear behind this, there's like this bitterness and this resentment in that. And, um, and while it's drawing a boundary, it, it's not a boundary. It's, it's, it's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That is not a boundary. So if someone yells at me, and this person was able to see that, and she's a lovely human being, and and came up with a more loving way to say, if something comes up, I'm going to do that thing because I don't know when you're going to go be home, but otherwise I'll probably be home. Kind of like that, where it's just like give him freedom to to do whatever he chooses. We can't steal someone's freedom and call that love. And a boundary is meant to be love. So like I was saying before, boundaries, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth is not a boundary. That's vindication. That is revenge. And there's a quote from St. Augustine that has just rocked me and like stuck with me like a dagger. And it was, if a bad man does something unjust to you forgive him lest there be two bad men and that just walloped me because he's right just because someone yells at me doesn't mean I can yell back just because someone's verbally abusive to me doesn't give me license to be verbally abusive back what I can do is draw a boundary when you yell at me I'm gonna leave the room when you don't communicate with me, I am going to make my own decisions about how to spend my time because I have no other information. A boundary can create a consequence for another person, but you're not doing that to punish them. You're doing that to protect yourself. So I hope that makes sense. Um, Boundaries is just so important to our own personal safety and our own personal goodness and knowing who we are. It's staying on our side of the street. And we all need to do that, right? With that, I pass.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. But more than that, it's important to me to give listeners like yourself a place where you do not need to feel alone on your 12-step journey. And for that reason, I've created a Facebook group. It's called Grateful Blessed Mess. And it's a place where listeners can go to add their own commentary on the share for the day in addition to my own and for us just to have a conversation or start a back and forth where people can find support in their 12-step journey. This is not a replacement for 12-step work. This is something outside of the 12 steps. It is simply something that has a heart for the 12 steps and those who are in it. And so welcome. If you are here, chances are you may also be a bit of a mess. And I hope that you can learn to find some gratitude in the blessings that have come from your messes.